Blazer fans, welcome to episode number 28 of the Blazer Victory Podcast. As always, this is your co-host John Duncan, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Steve Irvine. And more importantly to everybody listening, Steve, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm I'm uh, I'm on the uh, the healing side of this thing, so uh, I hope you know. So uh, uh, feeling a lot better. Um, you know, fortunately, I hadn't had, still hadn't had like what I'd call a, you know, it's been still fairly mild, even though some days hadn't seemed mild, but, um, you know, I hadn't had to go to the hospital or anything like that. So uh, we're good. Well, good. Good to hear and definitely hope, you know, everything continues to be well with you and with the family and the Irvine household. Um, but did you get to watch the Super Bowl? Not, not much. I mean, I watched bits and pieces. I, I wasn't really that interested in it this year. Uh, yeah. You know. I don't know if it's just because I didn't feel well, but I just it just didn't didn't really hold a lot of interest. I was very happy for Bruce Arians, you know, very happy yes. for you know Rick Christophel, who's a former UAB assistant under Watson Brown for you know a lot of years, was a defensive coordinator with the Steel Shield, and really a, a great guy. And so I was happy to see that you know him win a, a Super Bowl ring. And uh, you know, other than that, it's you know uh, it didn't just it just didn't grab a lot of interest for me. Yeah, same here. I don't know if our listeners know, but I'm a big uh, Falcons fan, so I really didn't care to see uh, South Division rival Tampa Bay win it. But, I mean, hey, it's Tom Brady, his seventh ring. So, I mean, he's got to go down as the best of all time now. So, Yeah, yeah, and I have a lot of respect for him. And, and you know, I'm not a big uh, – I'm a big Steelers fan, so I'm not a big Antonio Brown fan. And, oh, yeah. Uh, so I really – Unfortunately, one of the moments I watched was when when that cat scored his touchdown, and wasn't real, wasn't real happy about that. But uh, you know, it is what it is. You know, uh, they you know that's the one thing that Bruce Aarons you know did a great job of, of, of you know taking some guys that you know maybe were either on their last chance or or uh, you know were are certainly toward the end of their chances and uh, you know fit them in and. Um, you know, I mean, you, you got you got like, I mean, you, you, you like that, even though I just like to say I'm not an Antonio Brown guy. So, um, but, you know, as far as good for them, I mean, it's good for them. I remember years ago uh, being in, my brother lived in Tampa and being in that stadium watching uh, Vinny Testaverde make his first start in the exhibition game. We're playing his first exhibition game. And so, wow. uh, you know, I've, I've seen him, I've seen him in some bad times. So, uh, you know, that was, uh, it was good to see them winning, you know, another Super Bowl. Yes, for sure. Well, we'll go ahead and move into what everybody came to, uh, hear us talk about. And that's those UAB Blazers on the, on the hardwood, uh, improving to 16 and two overall and nine and one in conference USA play. So UAB now sits, uh, uh, two games in front two uh, actually yeah, a two game lead in the west division over north texas and louisiana tech and uab gets the sweep over a, a tough utep squad uh they win friday night 63 to 51 over the miners and then saturday defeat utep 75 to 60 and i mean steve that's you know three sweeps in a row six double digit victories in a row not just six wins in a row but six double digit victories so I mean, the guys are looking really good right now. Yeah, they are. And the great thing about that streak, you know, with the with the sweeps here is, you know, they've done it um, not always playing their best, you know. So it's not like they're just playing really, really, really well right now and that's how they're beating people. You know, 
there's games where they don't play that well, but they find ways to win. And I think that's there's a little more uh, to be said for that, you know, than, than just hit, you know, than just happen to be in a hot streak, you know, because uh, you know there's, that's not what it's been. It's been uh, kind of different ways of going about it, but it's all included, you know, everyone's included, uh, you know, playing a heck out of defense. And so, uh, you know, it, it's, um, they're rolling and, uh, you know, we'll see, uh, you, you know, you need to keep that up. Yes, definitely. And, you know, after, after we recap these two games, we've got a really tough, uh, opponent coming up this weekend in Ruston, Louisiana, as uh, UAB will take on the Louisiana tech Bulldogs and, you know, we'll get to them in a in a few minutes. But let's go ahead and talk about this UTEP series. Um, let, let's start with Friday night. You know, you know, UAB gets the victory, 63 to 51. Um, Quan Jackson played a heck of a game, leading the way with 18 points, going 6 of 13 from the field, 5 of 7 from the free throw line. He would struggle um, on the line uh, from the free throw line on Saturday, but just a really good night for Quan Jackson. Um, UAB didn't shoot the ball entire really well for the game. Ended up shooting 42.1% um, from the field. Um, UTEP ended up shooting the ball 33.9%, so they had a tough night as well. And really, both teams struggled uh, beyond the three-point line. Uh, UTEP shooting at 15% uh, beyond the three-point line, and UAB just shooting at 10% on Friday night. Um, now, turnovers. UAB was able to force 10 turnovers, but unfortunately, UAB had 12 turnovers on their own, um, and UAB did out-rebound UTEP 43-32 to Friday night. But let's let's talk about um, Friday night. We just mentioned Quan Jackson, 18 points, uh, heck of a night. Trey Jemison Trey just had another fan, you know, fantastic game, going 6 of 9 from the field, 14 points. I just... Uh, the 13 rebounds, had a double-double, uh, two assists. Um, I mean, just played a, another really good game for Trey Jemison, especially inside. And, you know, those boys for uh, from UTEP, you know, uh, Williams and company, I, I I really didn't realize how big they were until the game. And, I mean, yeah, they're, I, <laughs> they're grown men. <laughs> yes, there's, no, there's no doubt about that now. <laughs> but I think Jemison, you know, held his own and did, you know, really good, really both days. But also, you know, Ronji Gordon came in. He didn't play a whole lot. He only played eight minutes Friday, but he had three rebounds. Um, but he played pretty well. Um, I believe Coach Kennedy said post game Friday night that he really didn't like um, Ronji Gordon going up against Bryson Williams uh, from UTEP, and I can understand why. And I mean, I didn't realize it too. You know, post game that UTEP's top two players, uh, Boom and Williams, played forty minutes. Like they played the whole game Friday, and that you could definitely tell um, that they were a little tired come Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I thought they looked tired Friday. I mean, you know, the whole, the whole game, even early, I just thought it looked like a tired team. I mean, you know, I guess anytime you have to travel from El Paso to get anywhere uh, yeah. other than the end of the earth, then, right. uh, you know, then, then it's, you know, maybe that's, that's, that's tough travel. But, yeah, I just thought they, you know, I thought um, Friday they, they, they looked like a tired team. I didn't think Saturday. I thought, I thought Saturday they played with some energy, though. But uh, Friday, yeah, it just was it was not good. Now, you know, I think one thing that jumped out to me was, you know, you talk about Trey Jemison. I mean, he, you know, he ended up with four blocks, and Lord knows how many how many shots he also altered. You know, I mean, oh, that's yeah. the one thing about a great shot blocker, a great defender inside is, you know, you can chart it a little bit by their blocks, and you know, four blocks is a pretty good game, but you can't. What you don't chart is altered shots. You know, and it's hard to chart that, and you know, gosh knows how many he he altered. You know, and and so I think that's what he's 
he's given now. And he's playing with, you know, I, I think the great thing about him is he's playing with so much more confidence. He you know, is. On, on both ends of the court, uh, you know, playing with energy and passion. And um, it's just, uh, you know, you talk about a man among boys. I mean, that's what he looks like out there. I mean, he's he's really, you know, really, really come into to himself. And uh, it's been, you know, it's been fun to watch. Yeah, it really has. And, um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, it wasn't the best night shooting for UAB. Again, going back to that three-point percentage of UAB made one of ten Friday night shooting 10%, of course. But, you know, luckily, UTEP was 3 of 20 um, beyond the three-point line, just shooting just 15%. Uh, so both teams really struggled beyond the three-point line. You could kind of tell, Steve, um, with uh, Tariq Scott Grayson, you know, he had that dislocated shoulder this past weekend. You could kind of tell both games, you know, he was kind of filling it out. He still played well both games, of course. But, you know, any time that one of the UTEP player, players would basically just kind of run into – barely make contact on his shoulder it would bother him you know a lot where he would have to go to the bench really quick um but i i think Jalen really stepped up um you know he had six points friday night but saturday he had a heck of a game um but just going real quickly back to tyreek you know we're gonna need him to play a lot um to try to get some points come you know in rustin this this upcoming weekend you know he struggled friday he didn't have any points he was 0 for 4 from the field but uh, definitely, I attribute that to his uh, dislocated shoulder. Yeah, and I think anytime you have an injury like that, you know, you in, until you really take a good hit on it or fall on it or you know have something where you you where, where you realize that hey, wait a minute, I'm okay. You know, um, it's that's hard. I mean, it's hard to, to come back uh, from that. You know, right away, uh, quickly. You know, and, and so I think it's just going to take some some you know a couple times a couple more times of him taking a good hit on it and uh to realize that you know he's all right he, you know they wouldn't have him out there if he wasn't all right and uh, right. you know not not 100% i'm sure but you know um but at this time of year you know not, a lot of people aren't 100% you know that's just the nature of athletics really i mean you know and and you just kind of got to keep playing through some some pain at times and he'll be fine you know i i, I was just it was good to see him back out you know see him out there right you, know, you just didn't know going into it what uh, was going to be and i think uh, i think you're absolutely right i mean they need him and they need him shooting the ball and and uh you know i think he'll be okay yes it was definitely great to see him and Jalen benjamin both you know come back you know we, we we did in our preview for the utep series we really didn't know if we would see either one of them or just one of them but it was definitely good to you know, see both of those guys, you know, when I got there to Bartow, just see them, you know, running around, have fun and warm up. So it was good to see both of those guys back on the court and just, yeah, definitely great to see them back. Um, now, speaking of another aspect of Friday night's game that I think really helped UAB was the free throw shooting. You know, Ertl went four for four from the line. Um, as we mentioned earlier, Quan Jackson, five of seven. Jalen Benjamin hit two clutch free throws. Um, just overall, 14 of 18 for 77.8%. Just a good night uh, shooting the ball at the free throw line. And, you know, those are free points. And we'll definitely, you know, we'll get to it in a minute where Saturday yeah. wasn't the same story. but <laughs> Unfortunately, that didn't carry over. Yeah. Yeah. So. Right. But but luckily, they did some things uh, Saturday that they could yeah. do yeah, Friday. So Different script. Right. Well, but definitely, hey, you know, Friday night, double-digit win, 63-51 to 51 over a, 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 a decent UTEP squad, um, you know, you hit on in our preview episode before, Steve, that, you know, anytime UTEP and UAB seem to battle it out in Bartow, it, 
normally goes to some sort of a extra time period, you know, for overtime. But luckily, you know, UAB was able to kind of just handle both games. Um, Mm -hmm. um, But definitely Friday night. We'll go ahead and move into Saturday. Um, The Saturday, well, you know, Friday, UAB led the way the whole way. They never trailed. Now, Saturday, on the other hand, um, UAB did trail going into halftime. Uh, well, they got the victory 75 to 60, but they trailed going into the locker room uh, 34 to 32. UTEP hit a, uh, a a shot at the buzzer that went in, but UTEP really led the way the whole way in the first half. You know, they led by as many as four, and UAB was just not shooting the ball well at all. Um, it just it seems with this UAB team is that they'll play so well Friday night at home, and then Saturday it just kind of just takes them a while to. I guess, you know, wake up and get energized for some reason. Yeah, and I you know I think one thing Saturday that I thought in the first half at least, I thought the more they they saw the ball miss, the more they tried to take bad shots. You know, instead yeah. of instead of just kind of patiently trying to get through it. Uh, which I thought they did in the second half. I thought they took a, the the shot selection was a lot better in the second half. But in the first half I just thought that you know, and that's tough. I mean, that's tough, especially when you're coming off a game Friday when you didn't shoot the ball well either. And, right. you know, um, and then, you you know, you get frustrated and, you know, uh, you, you just you start pressing a little bit and, you know, you start trying to be, you know, the guy to to get you out of it instead of just patiently just just, you know, still playing defense. And, you know, and that was the thing is, is they were still playing very good defense, even though it wasn't probably quite as good as the night before. And, 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 you know, UTEP hit some shots, uh, hit some threes. You know, the one kid, the – What was his North, name? Yeah, five. I, five. I, I, I can't pronounce it, but he's <laughs> he's actually Rudigard's cousin. Yeah, um, I heard that post game. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that so going in. Yeah, and, and, yeah, nobody did. If, if, if we had a beat writer, we might know that. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but he, he um, you know, he, they hit some shots, you know, and, but even, even with him hitting some shots, it still was a close game, you know? So I think that's, the, you know, the one thing that you, when you're still playing defense and you're still, you know, they're not pulling away from you, you know, you need to, you need to stay patient. And, uh, you know, like I said, I thought second half, they did a lot better job of that. And, and it's, Hey, let's face it. It's a lot easier to be patient when you see that ball going down. Yes. Uh, you know, I mean, there's no doubt about that. But, you know, I thought they did a great job in the second half of, of, of you know, of, of doing that. And, and um, but, you know, they stayed they stayed close in the first half because because, uh, you know, they did they did play pretty well defensively, even though it wasn't probably as, as good as, you know, either half on Friday, uh, it, it, at least in the first half on Saturday. But, I mean, it was good enough where they kept it close and, you know, and uh that's what this team can do. This team can, you know, if they're not playing well offensively, well, there's going to be nights. I mean, there's been plenty of nights. We've talked about it almost every week. Yep. It's going to be plenty of times where the ball's not going down, but they've got to, uh, you know, get points off that defense and, 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 you know, keep the games close with, 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 you know, defense. Yes. Now a couple guys on the team had a lot of balls go in uh, through the hoop. Uh, special shout out to Jalen Benjamin 19 points, six of eight from the field, five of seven from three point. Uh, I mean, just a killer night. It seems like every time he uh, shot it, um, it, w- it would go in. So definitely great to see him, you know, come back from his injury from that knee contusion and just look really good. Um, also with 19 points, Mike Ertle, seven uh, 11 from the field. You know, um, it was great to see him come back. He hit one of two three pointers. 
Um, it, it kind of, you know, post game, Coach Kennedy talked about this. If they can get Ertle and Benjamin, if they can get them just to have, you know, nights like this, that's really going to help catapult UAB to that next level and, you know, and look into hopefully playing some games in March. Oh, no doubt. I mean, that, that's the key. You know, they, they those two guys are, are, you know, a key offensively. I mean, you know, because, you know, there's there's plenty of other guys that can do good things, you know, especially when Scott Grayson is healthy and, you know, saving love and, you know, get, get into the basket. And, you know, uh, uh, Jemison has shown that he can, you know, obviously be a force now offensively. Nicholson has games where he's really good. Right. Um, but it's it, and you know Quan Jackson, of course, is Quan Jackson. But you know when when you get those other two guys shooting, you know, uh, consistently and and hitting some 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 good shots. You know, I think Ertle, um, you know, when he is when he plays within himself and and you know doesn't try to be too much of a three point shooter because you know his strength is 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 the mid range. I mean that and he's good it at it too, man. I mean he is so good at. At that it penetration just, and, and and finding that spot, yeah, yeah, and that's such a lost art, and that's such it's such a tough thing to stop defensively if you if you're doing it well, like, like he can do it, and and you know, and then if you get Scott Grayson back shooting well and Quan Jackson shooting well, you know, that's that's tough, man, because it, you know their defense. Let's face it, I mean, we're we're 18 games in. Their defense isn't going to take a slump now. I mean, and, and no. not, not not that there's going to be some games where some guys don't hit shots and 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 um, you know it's just that happens. You know, right. just, uh, I mean, we saw we saw that you know with UTEP, yeah. you know shooting what what was their three point uh, nine of twenty, but that one kid had five you know hit all five of his. Yeah, he was so. five of five, and and yeah. you know and, and honestly he had some open you know probably. I would think at least four of the five are pretty open. I mean, so they didn't do a great job of finding him a lot, but, uh, but, but for the most part, that defense is going to show up every night, you know? And so, uh, you know, but there are, there, I mean, it just happens. I mean, some, some nights teams just shoot out of their mind, no matter what you do to them. And, and, you know, Hey, we got, you know, UTS coming up on a schedule, uh, UTSA, I'm sorry, come up on a schedule at some point. And I guarantee you there, those two cats are capable of, of throwing some, just yep. some J- Javon Jackson, yeah. Javon Jackson and Keaton Wallace both. I mean, they're yep. they're capable of throwing in some just ugly, you know. I mean, not ugly necessarily, but shots where you where they take them, you go like, "What are you? Oh, that's what you're doing." <laughs> and they okay. went in, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they they um, you know, so so certainly capable, but um, but I think is you know, the defense is going to be there. They just got to find, you know, make sure find different ways to score at, you know, every night. And, and, you know, Hey, maybe, maybe one night it's getting to the basket with, you know, maybe with love and getting 32 or, you know, or whatever it may be. And, and some nights it's going to be hitting some outside shots and, yep. uh, or some mid range shots with, uh, you know, with, um, hurdle. I, I do think that when you're limited offensively or when you, um, when you're not a great offensive team that you can't shoot, 11 and 21 from the free throw line. No, you know, like yeah. they, like, like they did on Saturday. I think that's, you know, I mean, they did a good job of getting to the free throw line. That's a pretty good job of doing that, but you, you got to convert those, you know, um, when you're, when, you know, when you're a team, that's not a great offensive team right now. Yeah, definitely agree. And, and you know, as I, I mentioned a little earlier that, you know, Quan Jackson had a really good game Friday. He still had 10 points Saturday, but going over three from the free throw line and he had one, um, an air ball attempt at a free throw. And, 
and I listened to uh, Coach Kennedy in the post game with Murray Barto and David Crane, and Kennedy was just saying it's a mental thing because he's seen Quan Jackson hit those time and time again during practice and during other games, and it just honestly looked like a mental thing. So uh, maybe that was an aspect for the whole team. You know, maybe it was just a mental thing where, you know, Lovin went over for 2. You know, he didn't hit a free throw. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Grayson, 1 of 2. Uh, Kasim Nicholson, 1 of 2. Um, just – just uncharacteristic, yeah. Well, Michael Earl missed two, and he shoots like 87% yeah. or whatever it is, and he missed yeah. two, you know. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, yeah, and, and, and yeah, I mean, those happen. I mean, obviously obviously it happens, but but you, you can't. You know I mean? You just can't mm-hmm. let it happen. You can't, you know, you, you, you can't have nights like that if you're going to, you know, win this thing. and Can't win this weekend for sure shooting that. No, <laughs> no. And you're not going to, you know, I mean, you're going into where you're going into this weekend, and chances are you're not going to get as many free throws as you, as you get at home, mm-hmm. too. So right. you better take advantage of the ones you get. Yes. Well, uh, one more guy that I'd like to give big kudos to um, is Kasim Nicholson. You know, he ended up uh, going 6-9 from the field, uh, 13 points. Um, really, after Friday night's game, Coach said, you know, post-game, that they looked over the film, and, you know, with Nicholson, and Nicholson came in early Saturday morning to basically work on what Kennedy was telling him to work on and spots where he needed to go and just, you know, to exploit that UTEP defense. And credit to Nicholson, you know, he really came in and you know, showed out Saturday and especially showed out in some key points where, um, you know, like I said, UAB, I mean, UTEP led this game. They were up by four. They could have been up by more than that. Um, but, you know, Kasim and others hit some key shots to be able to, you know, dwindle that lead down and, you know, give UAB that confidence, especially in the second half to um, get that 15 point victory. Yeah. I mean, you know, and he's six and nine from the field. So he really played within himself, yeah. obviously on the offensive end, you know, and, and on, on a night when Trey Jimison only had, you know, three rebounds, he ended up yeah. with six, you know, and that's huge to get six rebounds, uh, you know, had a steal, you know, just uh, really, you know, really stepped up. And, you know, I think that's, um, that's what they need. I mean, cause, cause there's, there's going to be nights in the next, well, you know, the rest of the way yeah. where, where they're really going to need him to, to, to kind of be a big guy underneath because there's got to be nights when Trey Jemison has foul trouble. I mean, I know that he, he's done a better job of that than he did early in the year. I thought early in the year he had some times where he got in some foul trouble. Uh, but you know, he's going to have to, you know, like I say, I wouldn't be surprised to see this weekend one of the two games him him getting you know at least a couple early fouls because uh, they're not going to get the whistle. I mean, they're not mm-hmm. getting the whistle that that you know. Uh, now it's not as bad as when you when you face Rick Stansbury teams, but uh, <laughs> but you know it's still still they're not going to get the whistle. I wouldn't think so. Uh, you know, you got to have that kind of stuff from Nicholson, and he's been he's been solid. So you know, I, I think that that's that's good. Yeah, I uh, just. Really quick rundown, um, UAB shot the ball Saturday uh, 53.8% um, overall. I believe in the second half they shot over 60% uh, to help get that percentage up. Uh, 3.8 of 13 for 61.5%. Steve mentioned the free throws, 11 to 21 for just 52.4%. UAB out-rebounded UTEP again uh, Saturday 31 to 29, uh, 27 Defensive rebounds, only four offensive rebounds. Um, assist, uh, only had 10. UTEP had 11. Uh, five steals, um, only one block Saturday. 
Um, and turnovers, UAB was able to only turn the ball over nine times on Saturday and force 15 minor turnovers. Um, but I guess that's a good transition to go ahead and talk about what UAB has to face this weekend. UAB will travel down to Ruston, Louisiana to take on the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs Friday night and Saturday afternoon. Uh, Friday night's game will be at 6.30 p.m. Central Time, and Saturday's will be at 3 p.m. Central Time. Uh, Stadium will broadcast both of those games, so you can watch those on Stadium. But, of course, as always, I definitely recommend you guys um, getting your radio out um, or on your phone, iHeartRadio or the UAB app, and uh, listen to David Crane and Murray Bartow on 100.5 FM radio. Steve, you know, we talked a little bit before we started uh, re- recording the episode. I mean, this is definitely going to be UAB's biggest ta- uh, biggest test uh, by far of the season. You know, this is a place where I-, I didn't know this going in, but UAB has actually never beaten Louisiana Tech in Ruston in basketball. Um, they've just played four times, but they're 0 for 4. Um, these guys, I mean, they've got a really talented freshman big uh Lofton Jr. I mean, they've got guys that can play ball, and this this is going to be a battle, man. If you look at uh, Ken Palm's uh, rankings, which I like to use this more than the net rankings, um, UAB is ranked 88 in Ken Palm's ratings, where Louisiana Tech is 97. Um, but I mean, this is a this is a Louisiana Tech team that beat Western Kentucky at Western Kentucky earlier in the season. So this is a really good Louisiana Tech ball team. Yeah, I mean, and and they're really really good at home. I mean, they're ten and yeah. one, ten and one at home this year, and and uh, you know, I don't know what their overall mark is in conference play. You know, since they've been in the conference, but it's pretty darn good at home. I guarantee you that. And, you know, they're going to get after you, and you know, the place is going to be. You know, even though it's not a typical year there, but it's still going to be loud, and they're going to, you know, they're going to get after you hard, and you know, Louisiana Tech's not. I wouldn't call them very big UAB fans anyway. So, uh, (laughs) you know, so I think it's going to be just, it's going to be one of those games. And, and, you know, and the one thing that you could always count on with, uh, with Louisiana tech is, is for them to to get after you defensively with a lot of pressure, you know, a lot of pressure, you know, a lot of full court pressure, a lot of, you know, half court pressure. And obviously they're not, you know, they don't have the the defensive stats right now that UAB does, uh, but, uh, but they're pretty good, you know, and, and, so uh, they're long, you know, so their pressure is going to, uh, you know, kind of cost them, you know, hopefully uh, not too many turnovers, but their pressure can't, you know, can and will cause turnovers. So you just going to have to sort of play and, and just uh, weather some storms. It's not, it's not going to be pretty, you know, but uh, that's mm-hmm. okay. You know, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> fine. We don't right. need, pre- we don't need pretty. Uh, pretty comes in the, whatever the scoreboard says, you know, at the end, but it's going to be, a heck of a challenge. I mean, that's a very talented team, and, and um, it's going to be a heck of a challenge. It is. And, you know, um, I'm sure we don't have any Louisiana Tech fans listening into this. We might have a couple, but some might say that they might be uh, charging into this series against UAB. If if anybody was able to watch them, um, I was able to watch uh, their uh, previous series last weekend against uh, North Texas, a very hard-fought uh, split uh, series with North Texas. Um, there was a uh, – sort of controversial call or at least uh, the Louisiana Tech fans thought it was controversial where uh, there was sure a late uh, yeah there was a late charge on Lofton that ended up uh, supposedly costing them the game but I don't know if you if you go back and look at the uh 
look at the uh, play. It kind of does look like a charge, but yeah. But Louisiana Tech fans whining about referee calls. Come on, <laughs> Say, now. come on, never, now. never heard of that. There, there's a there's a first. You know, they, they, I'm not sure they've ever lost a game in any sport that wasn't taken from them. You know, oh, in their in, yeah. in their in their mind, it's always one one excuse after another. I didn't see the play. And and I know Conference USA officials well enough to to realize that he probably missed the call, probably. You know, but you know, but that but that that also happens. Um, you know, I'm sure that wasn't the only call they missed, and and you know, and a lot of times that that happens in these games. We're all guilty of it. I'm as guilty as anybody of it. Is you know, it gets magnified if they you know kick a call toward the end of the game, and and you know, yeah, you don't want to see that happen, but. You know, how many calls did they kick earlier? How many plays something happened earlier that cost them two points, three points, you know, whatever it may be. So right. I, I'm not one of those to, to look at it and say, hey, one call is going to be the difference in a game, you know, whether they missed it or not. You know, I don't know. I didn't see it. But um, I just can't imagine Louisiana Tech fans complaining <laughs> about a call. You know, golly, man. Right, man. Well, hey, La Tech, you know, they're 15 and six overall. Eight and four in the conference. Before losing that this past game at North Texas, they were riding a uh, four-game winning streak. Um, you know, they did get some victories over UTEP, Southern Miss, man, of course, won and didn't against North Texas. Um, this is a good ball club. Um, I mean, they're averaging seventy-two point three points per game. Um, they're allowing on average sixty-five point nine percent, and they're shooting the ball forty-three point five percent. Now, one thing that La Tech does really well, and that goes back to the physicality that Steve was just talking about earlier and their aggressive play uh, play style, they rebound the ball really well. Um, when you look at uh, Conference USA stats, uh, they're actually second in the conference on um, their average rebounds per game. Um, they're averaging they're averaging uh, 38.7 rebounds per game. So um, a lot of that does um, go to uh, their star freshman who has won, you know, Conference USA Freshman Player of the Week a couple of times already, uh, Kenneth Lofton Jr. Um, he's averaging 10.3 points per game, but averaging 7.1 um, rebounds per game. So really talented freshman. Um, the the leading score right now for Louisiana Tech, a guy to watch, um, is there for Isaiah Crawford. He's averaging 12 points a game, uh, but they've got some other talented guys up uh, Arm, um, Archibald, for instance, he's really good. Um, we just mentioned Kendall Lofton Jr. And and then, you know, when Kendall Lofton Jr. comes out, they've got another uh, four that's just as good, Andrew Gordon. Um, he's averaging, you know, almost five rebounds a game, but he's really good uh, coming in when Lofton takes a breather. Um, but, man, I, really the guy to look in this game for to watch out for is that freshman, Kenneth Lofton Jr. I mean, he's 6'7", 275. I think he's more closer towards a uh, 300 than 275, to be honest. But yeah. I mean, that, the guy's a load, and this it's going to be really interesting, Steve, <laughs> to see how Trey Jemison and you know and others they're going to have to you know Nicholson's going to have to step up. Just how they're able to you know handle Lofton. Well, Ronji Gordon's going to have to step up. I mean, they're, yeah, they're yes. going to have to get you know they they can't let um, him uh, and and all you know really the whole Louisiana Tech you know they can't let that rebounding prowess turn into a lot of offensive rebounds and second chance points. Mm, I mean, I think right. that's a, that's a huge key in this game. I think, uh, you know, just, um, trying to keep them off, off of the, uh, you know, offensive rebound and, um, 
offensive boards and, you know, not let them get in those second chance and not letting, you know, it would be nice to try, you know, to get to Lofton in foul trouble. But, you know, you, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, he, he's talented now. And, he you know, he's, he really hasn't – doesn't foul much, you know. I mean, really. Uh-oh. I mean, I mean he's um, – he is. He does lead him in fouls, but I mean, you know, I I'm not sure how many times he's fouled out, but um, you know, he's big, physical, you know, and that's what I, you know, that's where I like though, where where um, Trey Jimmis is playing right now when he's playing so physical and he's so strong that you know, I like his, um, you know, I like his chances in this one, provided he stays ha- you know, stays out of foul trouble. Yes, and, exactly. Uh, you know, and stays plays within himself. You know. Um, it's it's going to be that that's going to be a heck of a matchup, you know, if they match up, and we'll see what they, you know, what Andy Kennedy does defensively too. I mean, you know, the one thing is, um, you know, Louisiana Tech can shoot the three. I mean, they have they have three or four guys that are, you know, that you have to really be wary of. Archibald's a really good shooter uh, yeah. potentially, and you know, uh, Caleb Ledoux's a good shooter. Isaiah Crawford's a good shooter. Uh, Pemberton can shoot. You know, I mean, you, you know, you're talking about some guys. Um, they're not afraid to throw up some threes, and so you got to keep that. Uh, you know, got to be, but I got to be good at that too. So it, it'll be, um, it's it's going to be a you know a heck of a two game series. Yes, and they move the ball ar- uh, around really well. Um, Louisiana Tech does, and, and just for comparison, going back to those rebounds, you know, where I mentioned Louisiana Tech has a thirty eight point seven rebounds per game on average. Uh, that's second again in Conference USA. Just for comparison, UAB is seventh in the league, and UAB is averaging 36.9 rebounds per game. So that's definitely going to be the you know place to watch is inside um, that lot that battle between Lofton and Lofton and Gordon uh, versus uh, Trey Jemison and Ronji Gordon. It's going to be very interesting to see those uh, matchups for sure. Yeah, because you know, I mean, I, uh, obviously UAB is is you know they go small a lot. You know, I mean, yes. there's t- there's a lot of times and and. Um, and so that's going to be, you know, a key because the, the one thing about uh, Louisiana Tech, you know, traditionally and in this team's no different is they're they, they're long, man. Even, you know, even their their backcourt is is they're long, long guys mm-hmm. for the most part. And so that's going to be a key for for everybody to, to really do a good job of, of, you know, putting putting bodies on them and, you know, making sure that, uh, you know, that they don't have just a you know, just a field day, you know, on, on the boards and, and, um, you know, that's, that's a key. And, and so we'll see, see how UAB handles that. Yes. Now, you know, as a reminder, UAB has a two game lead in the West division of conference USA. Steve, if we can just, we'd love to get both of these wins, but if you told me that we could get, just split the series here, I'd feel really great about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on paper, yeah. You know, to yeah. ask, ask me again on Friday night, but uh, you know, at Friday night about ten, or <laughs> or whatever. But yeah. yeah, no. I mean, going into it, yeah, you would think that you know, because the good thing, no matter what, is Louisiana Tech has four conference losses, so you're not going to come out of there with Louisiana Tech being ahead of you in a loss column. Right. So you you know you're going to have no matter what they sweep, they still three and four. You know, North Texas only has two losses right now. They've played less games because some COVID, but they've only had two losses. But they also have West you know, Kentucky. Play, yeah, West Kentucky and Marshall back to back. You know, they got Southern Miss this weekend at Southern Miss, though, so you never know. Oh, yeah. um, but then they, you know, then they got West Kentucky and Marshall back to back, and then probably have UAB 
the last week if they do the if they do the makeup games. Um, you know, so you know they're not gonna they're not gonna end up with two losses. So they're gonna have some more. So I, yeah. I do feel pretty good about uh, you know at least coming out of the weekend being you know at the very worst you know a, a game in a loss column behind North Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know if they if they go in and sweep Southern Miss because you know they've got those four just you know four really tough games in a row after that. So you know but but you can't you know that's the one thing about this is, is, um, and I know, and it's tough and it always has been is, you know, you can't, you can't stand and watch too much. You got to take care of business, you know, especially, especially in this system, you know, you got to take care of it and let, you know, when you get done, you know, let everything play out when you get done. But, uh, you know, I like where UAB's put themselves, you know, in, in this situation. And now, um, now we'll see if they can keep themselves there. Yes, and hey, UAB did just get a vote in the AP Top 25, so if this is Andy Kennedy, UAB, this is your chance to show that UAB, you know, we know you're for real, but this is a chance to show the country that you're for real and go in there and get two wins out of Rustin and get some more Top 25 votes. And, you know, we got ODU coming to Bartow next weekend. That's going to be a tough series. We saw, you know, they just beat Marshall with um, a couple guys out, but – Definitely got to take care of business in Breston this weekend. And, you know, again, Friday night, 6.30 p.m., Saturday afternoon, 3 p.m., both games televised on stadium, or you can listen to 100.5 FM radio to David Crane and Murray Bartow on the call. But, guys, um, thanks, as always, for listening to us. Um, Make sure you're following us on Twitter at twitter.com slash blazerpod. Make sure you're sharing us with a friend or two. You know, help us get the word out. But we'll be back next week to recap this LaTeX series and get you ready for ODU coming to Birmingham next weekend. But on that note, guys, um, you guys have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next week. Go Blazers!